Welcome to Naturally You Radio with your host, Leah Salmon, the Naturally You Coach. Leah is the best-selling author of six books, homeschooling mother of seven, natural health, well-being coach and speaker who wants to help you create a life that nourishes and fulfills you on all levels with advice on naturally healthy living, homeschooling, family, relationships and personal development. And here's your host, Leah Salmon. Hi and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio, helping you to create a nourished life. My name is Leah Salmon, the Naturally You Coach, and today I'm actually going to be interviewing someone that I've met who is a wonderful, um, well, and in fact, she's she covers a lot of things that we speak about on the show. She's um, very much into natural holistic living and from the moment that I saw her online, I realized that she's definitely somebody that I wanted to learn more about and I wanted to introduce you all to her and the work that she does as well. So just to read a little bit about her before I um, introduce her onto the show, um, embrace all that you are in service to the world and to your highest and most incredible life. The journey waits for no one. It begins now. This is a challenge from the Ava Laura, the internationally celebrated intuitive consultant and life coach. Ava Laura passionately assists individuals who dare to live their best lives. She takes her clients from whole to wholeness in their life, relationship and business by guiding them through a powerful healing process that helps them discover who they are, who they wish to be and how to get there. If now is the time for you to live a freedom-focused life detox yourself of limiting beliefs that no longer serve you and create an unrecognizable reality, then Ava Laura is the guide you've been waiting for. Ava Laura is a licensed graduate social worker who holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in social work. Additionally, she is a trained Reiki master teacher, certified life coach and spiritual counselor, hypnotherapist, holistic aromatherapist and yoga instructor. Welcome to the call, Ava Laura. Thank you so much, Leah, for having me. I just love the way you say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, am I even pronouncing it correctly? Because, you know, I'm over here in the UK, you're over there in the States. So how do you pronounce your name, sis? No, you're saying it perfect. Hey, cool. You got it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, lovely. So... Today, we're going to spend some time together finding out a bit more about the work that you do. I'm going to be asking you some questions that I know um, our ladies are going to be, or our listeners are going to be um, interested in hearing your perspective of, um, so that we can kind of, yeah, introduce them to the work that you do so that there's, you know, they can refer to the work that you do in their journey to becoming naturally you, which is eating, living, and a thinking in a way that creates health, happiness, and balance, which is what I'm all about. So can you tell our listeners, can you tell us a bit about why and how you created the life and the work that you do now? Yeah, you know, for me, I just, I guess a little bit of a background. I, when I talk about that, I think it's always best to just share my, my story and my journey. You know, like you said, I got my master's degree in psychology and, um, I'm sorry, my bachelor's degree in psychology, master's degree in social work from Howard University. And I would say at a very young age, I was very clear that I wanted to do counseling work. I wanted to help people. It was something that I naturally did as a child. And, you know, when I decided that 
I was going to go to school and declare a major. I knew that that was something um, that I wanted to do. And so what happened for me is once I, you know, I did all the work, I did everything that everybody told me to do. I, I went to school, you know, then I went on to get my master's degree and I got married and, you know, the house and, you know, the whole nine, what everybody mm -hmm. told you to do, right, to live a happy life. And I'm working as an outpatient, um, uh, I was actually a program director at an outpatient mental health clinic. And I was so excited because I was in my field. Uh, I, I was working directly with the president of the company. So I thought that I would have a really big impact and I would really be able to change lives. Like, that's what I always wanted to do. And what happened was I realized that once I got into my field that I wasn't really having the impact that I really wanted to make. I wasn't helping people to transform their lives. I wasn't, um, I wasn't helping people to heal. Instead, what I was doing was really just helping people to maintain their dysfunction. That was not okay. That was not the life that I had dreamed of living. That was not, you know, the work that I thought I was going to be doing. And so I found myself in this place of even though I had done everything that everybody told me to do and I had all the things that, you know, we look at as successful, I found myself really miserable. I found myself feeling stuck, feeling trapped, and I'm really just kind of getting depressed and feeling like, if this is all there is to life, you know, like there's got to be more. This can't be it. This can't be what I worked so hard to achieve. And and so that went on for a while until, you know, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, you know, kind of most of my clients get at this point where you just realize, like, I have to make a change. Something's got to give. I can't live like this anymore. And uh, so what happened was I actually ended up going on this women's retreat. And I got back to what I call soulful self-care, you know, doing yoga, meditating, uh, spending time in nature, uh, communing with like-minded women, and just taking time out for me. When I did that, really what happened was I, I, I had a, a breakdown, if you will. I literally had an emotional breakdown where I found myself on my hands and knees crying out to God, like, please, I, God, I don't know what to do. Help me because I can't live like this anymore. I just can't do it. And I don't know what to do, but I know that you can help me. And, you know, I felt so much better after that. You know, after you have that, like, that good, ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt, you know, I felt good. I felt released. I felt like, okay, you know, um, and I had a great weekend and it was wonderful. And that was until the reality hit me that I had to get back to my life. You know, <laughs> that Monday morning I was going to have to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And so I get back to work on Monday morning and my boss calls me into his office and he sits me down and he just fires me. Wow. Out of the blue, no warning, no, <laughs> just, and I was shocked. You know, needless to say, um, you know, here I am, overachiever. You know, action is like whenever I do anything, I give 150%. And so I was like, how could you fire me? You know, like, I, I can't even believe this is happening to me. I've never been fired from anything in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so needless to say, my ego was tripping. You know, <laughs> ego was not happy at this moment. But my spirit kicked in and was like, you know, Ava Laura, why are you upset? Why are you complaining? This is what you prayed for. What are you going to do? 
And, you know, in that moment, I really had a choice. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back into the social work field, getting another job, probably doing something that I'm not going to like, um, doing something again where I'm not making the impact that I want to make? Or am I going to take the less safe route? Am I going to take a faith walk and, you know, start my own business and, you know, really live in passion and purpose? And so I decided to do the latter. And I literally took like a six-month healing sabbatical where I took time out. Who am I? Why am I here? I got the life coaches. I did the counseling. I, you know, I did the inner work. I did the outer work. I did everything. And after that six months, I opened up Ava Laura's Healing Center. And that was a little over 11 years ago. Wow. That's wonderful. So how did you maintain over those six months? Because I know oftentimes when people say, you know, they took time out and it was during that time out that they were able to find themselves and, you know, realize what it is that they want to do. But some women are like, well, how and where am I going to be able to take this time out and, and, you know, go off and find myself? So how, how were you able to kind of maintain during that time? You know, I was really blessed in that. Before this time, I had actually helped my husband to launch his real estate company. So we had the real estate money coming in. And at that time, the market was doing wonderful. So I actually, and even though, again, I got fired from my job, so I was not prepared. I didn't, Mm. you know, save up money or do any any of that. Um, But it was really a godsend. We had the, we had the real estate money coming in and that, that's what sustained me. And, you know, I will say, you know, I've had clients come in on different levels. I've definitely had clients come to me in that space where they've had to take a leap of absence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, had that. I've had women who, you know, were teachers and literally, um, you know, had to take a, what they call like a medical break or something. Because yeah. they were so overwhelmed, so stressed, you know, having panic attacks and anxiety and all these kind of things. So they had to take that time out. So I have worked with people and I have worked with people like me who just you know, quit their jobs or something. So they had that time. Mm. Um, but not everybody has that luxury, right? I get that. Like not everybody can take the time out. Um, however, what I say to that is what I've learned about life is that you either make a choice to do your healing work or it's going to be forced upon you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, you know, do you want it on your terms or do you want it in the way that life gives it to you? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and so what I say is that it always comes down to a decision. You're in the space where you're like, I can't take six months out. I can't do that. You have to make a decision to do your healing work and then make the decision to go ahead and get help somewhere and you can figure out something that's going to work for you and whatever your particular circumstances are. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that a lot of people will use, as we all do, we'll use kind of excuses as to why we don't want to do something because we're, we're either too scared to make the change or we're just not ready to make the change. But oftentimes you can you you know when when someone says they can't afford stuff they normally can afford stuff because if something you know fun popped up they would find the money for it and when people say they don't have time to do stuff again if something fun or cool popped up they'd find the time but um you know as you said sometimes if life isn't ready for you to take long in making the decision the, the decision will be imposed upon you so it's kind of yeah having that 
courage to to take that leap as you did because even though you had another income coming in you still like you said you weren't prepared for it it's not like you saved up for months and months and months to to take this retreat you you know you took the courage and did it so can you in your um description in the in your bio you speak about taking your clients from whole to wholeness can you explain a bit about what that means absolutely you know, one of the things that I have found um, with most people, you know, we live in this world in particular, and, and, I, and I'm going to say, you know, U.S. just because that's where I am. But it's really even not unique to our society um, where we just live in a world where there's constantly so many things pulling on us. You know, we have work. We have family. We have, you know, um all the things that are going on in our life, our, our health, and just even all the things that are going on in the world now, you know, so many tragedies and, you know, we're constantly being bombarded and distracted away from ourselves, right? And so it's, it's really difficult to take that time out to really reflect who am I? Why am I here? What is going to make my life meaningful? What's going to give my life purpose? How can I leave a legacy? How is it that I want to be remembered. And when I leave this place, when I leave this earth, what do I want people to remember about me? And what do I want to leave behind? A lot of us don't take the time to do that because we're constantly being bombarded about the distractions of day-to-day -day living. And so when I talk about going from whole to wholeness, what happens is for many of us, we're in a space of a whole, H-O-L-E, because we're really, we're not fulfilled. There, there's a part of us that is slowly dying away. And, and that's what happened to me at my job. It's just I was dying because I wasn't living in purpose. I was not doing the work that I was called to do. And so and there was literally like a hole in my soul. And so when I talk about going from whole to wholeness, I'm really talking about living from a place of passion and purpose and, 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 and leaving a legacy and doing whatever it is that you're called to do. Your journey is not going to look like mine and my journey is not going to look like yours, but you might be an amazing baker or an excellent teacher or you can fix anything or, you know, an, an amazing, impactful speaker. Whatever it is, we all have gifts and talents. And I have found that if you are not living in that place, if you're not using your gifts and your talents, there's literally a hole inside of you. If you're not living from a, a complete life, um, there's a hole. There's always going to be a hole. If you have an amazing career, but your relationships suck. There's going to be a hole. Mm -hmm. So trying to balance all of those pieces of our life when we talk about holistic living, our spirituality, our money, our career, our relationships, our health. If one or more of those is out of sync, there's usually a hole somewhere in your life. And so it's all about finding where is that hole and how can we plug it up and fix it and have you living um, a really wonderful holistic life where you are being able to live from every part of you, expressing every part of you. You know, it's interesting that you use the word whole. Thank you for that explanation, by the way. But And as you were talking about it as well, because it kind of puts me in mind of um, a place in your life where energy is leaking out that you could be redirecting to living your purpose. And like you accurately said, plugging up that hole where, you know, 
that void is in your life that's draining you and stuff like that so you can absolutely create the life that you want and it it does feel energy draining when you have to do work when you have to do anything you don't enjoy it feels more uh draining than when you're doing something that you love you feel energized by doing something you love whereas you feel drained by doing something that you don't love so that's it's very powerful work um Okay, so as far as our sisters are concerned, the black women that you work with, do you, have you noticed that there's a, a more predominant health and life challenge that our sisters face more than other women that you work with? And what kind of things do you normally do and use to help them overcome it? Absolutely. And, and just to kind of piggyback on what you said, yeah. you know, because I, I do a lot of energy healing as well on mm-hmm. um, the Reiki and the chakra balancing and the core cutting and things like that. And you are absolutely right. You know, a lot of times people say, well, Ava Laura, I don't know how to find balance in my life or I don't know how I can do all of these things. But that's exactly it. When you are able to redirect your energy, mm-hmm. when you're able to take it from one aspect, and a lot of times it's, you know, again, like I said, it's in the distractions. It's in something that's not feeding you, that's not nourishing you, mm-hmm. that's not giving to you. It's normally something that's taking away from you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that is relationships, you mm-hmm. know, or, or other things, or, or a job that's pulling on you, taking you, and not fulfilling you. So a lot of times when you're able to redirect that energy from that space, into one that you do love that will fulfill you that will nourish you that's how you can live in that place of balance and flow and harmony it's simply redirecting taking your energy back so you that that was a great uh, a great analogy and a lot of times when i'm doing energy work with somebody i can literally feel places in their body mm. um where there are holes where there's mm. there was an empty and and that part of their body and it might be their heart it might be their stomach it might be their head or whatever but it takes a lot of energy because it literally need it was depleted and it needs to be filled back up excellent so about black women in particular because i do I, I work with you know what's really interesting about <laughs> my job is when i first started um 11 years ago most of my clients were white women mm-hmm because black people at that time were not into, you know, we're talking about 2005, so it's a mm. very different time right now. They were not into counseling. They were not into coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need it. I don't need that. I'll just go to church. I'll yep. just pray about it. Um, they weren't in an energy healing. Like, I don't know what that is. Is that against <laughs> God? Or, you know, is that against my religion? Mm. You know, I remember I had a client asking me, what was her pastor going to say about her getting a chakra bouncing? Aww. I was like, hey, you know, so... <laughs> You know, so I, you know, in the beginning, most of my clients were white women, but it shifted considerably where now most of my clients are black women mm-hmm. and, and actually men. And, I, and I'm working with a lot more men now, too, because mm-hmm. men are starting to really open up and see that, you know, they need healing. They need yep. some work, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been an, an interesting shift. So in terms of what I've seen, particularly with black women is that we are extremely strong. We are extremely strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we can, and, and that's a whole historical thing. We can yeah. go into why we are so strong and why we had to be so strong, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, when I look at that, you can say, well, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. But the problem is it's also a bad thing because 
it takes so much pain for us to realize we are suffering because yeah. we're so strong. Mm. Oh, you know, whereas somebody else might, you know, come in to me a year ago, five years ago, because they realized they were in pain and they needed help. It'll take a black woman 10 years because <laughs> she's been carrying the weight for so long yeah. and she's so used to it that she doesn't even realize she needs help because she's been doing it all her life. And this is just the way that it is. Mm. And my mama did it and my grandmother did it and my great grandmother did it. So this is all that I know. What do you mean that I need help? I can do it all by myself. And if I can't do it all by myself, then something must be wrong with me because if my mama did it and my grandmama did it yeah. for me to say that I need help I'm saying that there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. so we really have to shift our perspective and realize that asking for help is a strength and not a weakness mm-hmm. understanding that you can't do it all by yourself and there's no such thing as an independent woman none <laughs> Independent woman is a woman in denial. We are interdependent beings. We are communal by nature. You know, that is why God gave us all different gifts. So if, you know, if, if something, if my car breaks down, I am not the one that's trying to fix my car. I'm taking my car to a mechanic. Mm hmm. Now, if if I'm not the best cook and, you know, I want to give, you know, somebody's birthday, I'm going to go to the baker and get a birthday cake. I don't have to do everything myself. If I want to change my diet and I realize my diet is lacking, hey, I'm going to go to Leah to get some help with my diet. Like, that's the way (laughs) we're supposed to be. Mm. But the problem is we've been so confused to be strong Mm. to feel like we have to do it all ourselves that we don't realize that we are hurting until it's far too late Mm -hmm. so we got diabetes high blood pressure don't want to wake up in the morning wake up crying with panic attacks having nervous breakdowns literally feeling like the weight is on our shoulder and I just can't do it anymore. That's what ends up happening because we drive ourselves to that space before, you know, when we should have noticed at the time where, you know, maybe that little song, that strong, that voice, like my voice was like, something's not right. You're not happy. Mm. This isn't right. We ignore all of that and we just keep going because I got to get it done. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's very key. And in fact, I speak a lot about um, <laughs> I speak a lot about that. And even a lot of sisters that I've spoken to over here um, in the UK, I know a lot of sisters who now almost dislike the promotion of strong black women because it can almost create a state of inferiority when this this image of you is that you have to be strong you have to balance this that and the other and even that term balancing having to balance your family your work yourself it it like um lisa nichols speaks about when you talk about balancing something you're almost implying that they have to be given the same amount of attention and your time and all those kind of things and when you look at it like that it's it's almost impossible for us to aspire to that image that's being pushed out to us and then we feel inferior because we can't match this this superwoman strong black image out there not to say that we're not superwomen but 
culturally like no we're not (laughs) (laughs) i believe we are but that's fine (laughs) superwoman is dead okay literally she's dead so we need to move on from that we're not superwoman no no no. lay down the cape see in my and the truth is we're not even expected to be we put that expectation on ourselves see when i speak about superwoman i'm talking about the fact that we can do incredible things that we are super in the in what we do because so many on the other on the flip side of it we're given this impression that we're meant to be able to handle everything on our own and as you said that's not what how we are communally culturally we're not meant to be like that we've always had the the family that's always been around having all the different functions of a family as opposed to one person doing it all on their own but then there's that inferiority complex that's been pushed into black women that you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not intelligent to do this, you're not beautiful enough to do that. So I know that in in part, some of the images that have been put out as a, of a superwoman is to just reverse some of that negative talk that's been put into us, that you are beautiful, you are strong, you are powerful. But, on the ba- and, but to balance that out, you're not expected to do everything on your own. Yeah, so what I call yeah. that is the black woman magic. Yeah, black yeah, yeah, black girl, girl magic. magic. Yeah, all of and, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we all have a magical abilities. We all have our gifts. We all have our strengths. Yeah, and yeah. the key is finding out what is your gift, what is your strength, and how can you manifest it in this world. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so you just mentioned some of the the work that you do, um, the cord cutting, the chakra balancing. So can you? Speak a bit more about that term, cord cutting, um, the chakra balancing, and crystal healing as well. What are the benefits of them? How do they work? Um, I know that the sisters over here may not be able to access it from you, but if they're looking at um, ways that they can address things that they're experiencing, if you can just speak more about it so they know kind of the different ways to address them as opposed to just kind of going down the pharmaceutical route. Sure. So let me just say that, you know, we could spend literally have a whole discussion Mm -hmm. just on that. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, And actually, uh, they they can. These are services I do in particular, and I can't speak for every practitioner, Mm -hmm. but these are all services that I do at a distance. So I do have clients in the UK. I have clients um, in in actually parts of Africa. I have clients in Canada. I have clients all over. So the Internet is a beautiful thing. it's, it's really closed the gap in that way. Um, and so, you know, really to understand those concepts, we're really, again, talking about energy and understanding that everything is energy. And, you know, now we're starting to pay a little bit more attention to it, you know, where people recognize that you're in a space and you're like, oh, I don't like the way it feels here, you know, or you meet somebody, you're like, oh, I don't get a good vibe from him. Or on the flip side, I just love this person. I just met him. I don't really know him, but we just got along great. I love their energy. Mm. Right? So we're, we're just kind of now really exploring this whole energy thing and understanding how powerful it is. But understanding that everything at its core is energy. Every, every person, everything has their own unique energetic signature. So when we're talking about core cuttings and chakra balancing and crystal work and Reiki and all of that, it's really working on a person on their energetic level, right? And so a core cutting is something very unique where I do a lot of core cuttings, a lot. Um, it's probably energetic services is probably one of the most, 
most popular thing that I do because it's all centered around relationships. And we all, if you are human, unless you're a hermit, we all have relationships with our, whether it's family, whether, you know, we're married, our children, coworkers, friends, what have you. And understanding that some relationships are great and some relationships are very toxic, very negative, they're draining. And a lot of times those, those toxic, negative, draining relationships come from your family and you can't disown your family. So you have to find a way to still be in a relationship with them, but also have this boundary and not allow them to take advantage or to pull on you or to, you know, really um, infuse with their own toxic energy. So a cord cutting is all about releasing that negative energy from you and another person, muting it into positive energy. And so for one person, that may look like, I don't want this relationship anymore. I want to let it go in peace. For another person, that might be, I still want to maintain this relationship or I have to maintain this person. This is my mother or my father, you know, or whoever. But I need to change this, the shape of the energy so that it's a more healthy, you know, fulfilling relationship. So that's a cord cutting. So it's all about relationships, releasing the negative in the relationship and infusing it with the positive. And then when we're talking about chakra balancing, again, it's just understanding that we have energy centers in our body. And I'm not going to get into that whole discussion about chakras, but we have our energy centers and it's and it's all about balancing out that energy. So making sure that you don't have an influx of energy, um, let's say, in your head, but none in your heart. Or, you know, you're totally depleted, you know, your intuition, um, you know, totally depleted your intuition, your, your crown or what have you, but you have all this energy going on in your lower part of your body. So balancing out that energy and making sure that it's flowing properly and that cuts down on disease and dysfunction in your life. And crystal work is the same thing. It's just an extension of that. It's just using that crystal energy because every crystal has a particular energy. So it's just using that energy. So a lot of times in the chakra balancing, I actually use crystals as well because every, a lot of, you know, different crystals will correspond to the different chakras. And so if a chakra is depleted, I will take a crystal that matches that energy to infuse it and to fill it back up with that energy that matches that vibration. It's all energy. It sounds very beautiful, actually. I used to, um, I used to sell crystals, and I remember when I used to order them, I'd like, I'd just kind of sit there and just. I used to read a lot about crystals and their different work. One of my sisters is a Reiki healer, and she's used crystals on me as well and done chakra balancing. So, um, and the cord cutting work she's spoken to me about as well, and. Um, yeah, so just for anyone who's kind of not sure about the the energetic side of things, because obviously we're very physical beings, we know how to be physical, but we're kind of having to relearn um, how to connect with our spiritual side as well and feed our spiritual side and give it as much attention as we give our physical side, or at the very least some attention, because as I'm sure you've noticed, Ava Laura, there's some people that just have almost no acknowledgement of their spiritual body um and their spiritual self and their spiritual needs um but they are very very aware of all their physical body and they'll make sure their physical looks good and it smells yes. good and it's well fed but we don't yeah. really connect with or even acknowledge or recognize when there's a spiritual imbalance that's happening absolutely and you know and i tell people all the time you know if you take care of the inside the outside will take care of itself 
you know, but a lot of times, again, because we are, like you said, we're a physical society, um, you know, we're a very vain society. We focus on the physical. How does my hair look? You know, um, focusing on our weight, how we look in our clothes and, you know, what we're wearing and all of that stuff, because that's what most people pay attention to. And so a lot of people are so physically focused that they forget about the inside when really that's where all the problems exist. And so it's really taking that approach of inside out healing, of knowing that when you heal your inside, the outside will heal as well. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I think we are very much a product of our environment. And I, I say this to sisters all the time, that sisters by nature, we're very absorbent. We absorb the energies around us, the problems in our family. And we also absorb all the marketing that's being pushed out there on all the different <laughs> medias we spend so much time on. And as you said, we are, we've become a vain society because we're always being, we're always absorbing these messages that are saying to us, focus on your hair, make it look straight, make it look blonde, make it look curly, make it look black, make your, you know, white women are being encouraged to look like black women, get your butt bigger, you know, make your lips fuller, black women are being enticed to look like white women. We're absorbing all these things. And I think the more that we, myself, yourself, we, um, get our message out there on all the social networks that are out there so we can we can give an alternative to all of those messages out there and start encouraging sisters and our family in general to just focus more on the inside. And obviously we don't have massive advertising budgets, but we do on our side have the fact that there has been a kind of consciousness shift, like you said, 10 years ago versus now, 11 years ago versus now, we're able to get in front of um, our people more and give them that message. So how do you feel that... And that's why I love the internet. Mm. You know, the internet is like the great equalizer. And, and, and that's why, so one of the things, like you said, you found me online. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we are finding, we're connecting with each other. We're finding like-minded souls online. And so I'm active on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and, you know, pretty much everywhere because I understand that those messages you know, we need to hear those messages and we need to see them. So I try to post something every day to feed your mind, to feed your soul, to feed your spirit, um, to really have you look at life a little different because we are bombarded with all of these negative messages all the time. And so, you know, it's, it's a challenge to try to combat that. But I think if everybody does their part, we absolutely can. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how do you how would you recommend or what kind of advice would you give our sisters for them to be able to create that unrecognizable life, that unrecognizable future of their health and life that, that um, you've spoken about? It's, it's really simple. And then it's really not simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, back to my story that when I got fired from my job, I had a decision to make. You know, this this is, you know, God answering my prayer. This is what life handed to me. And this is and this is reality. Right. Like we have certain plans about our life, but God has other plans. Like we get thrown monkey wrenches all the time. Right. We make plans and then things go completely awry. This is normal. This is a part of life. But any time in any situation, every single day. We have decisions that we make. We have choices to make. And I had a choice. You know, am I going to take the red pill? Am I going to take the blue pill? 
right? Like, we have a choice. Am I going to go ahead and just get a job and stay with the safety and security of getting, you know, staying in my nine to five and getting a paycheck? Or am I going to go the route of, I don't know where my money's going to come from. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know that I have a purpose. I know that God sent me here for a reason. And I know that if I don't live from that place, I will not be my full complete beingness. And I have a gift and I have to share it with the world. I had a choice to make. And every single day we have choices to make. Are those choices in alignment with who you truly are? Or are those choices in alignment with what society tells you you are? With your parents tell you you are? What everybody's telling you should be or think you should be? So we have choices to make. Every single moment. None of us are victims. We're all participants in this thing that we call life. And your choices influence how you live on a day-to-day basis. So what are the choices that you're making from your, for yourself? And those choices feed into our thoughts. They become our habits. They become our actions. They become what we create in the world. So just start being very mindful of your choices, of the decisions that you make for yourself. Okay, wonderful. So... As you said, you're out there a lot, you're on the internet, you're sharing messages with us in your travels and throughout your journey. Um, can you share with us a few of the, the sisters, the black women who have inspired your work or informed you or helped you on your journey in some way? You know, it what's interesting is I would say a lot of my help hasn't necessarily come from black women. It's actually come um, from men. Actually, um, now I will say, you know, certainly I I have to give a shout out to my mother. Like I could not answer that question without talking about my mom because my mom is such a core of who I am. She taught me how to be a very strong, very confident, very powerful woman who knows how to use my voice. You know, my mom taught me how to speak up for myself and how to ask for what I want and demand it and expect to get it. So my mom has certainly played a role in that. You know, she she taught me, and not just in words, but just in her um, in her actions. You know, um, she uh, you know had gotten her degree in psychology, and she had always wanted to be a lawyer. Um, but she had me really early. My parents had me when they were twenty one years old, right out of college. And so what happened is she kind of you know she put her dreams on hold. And so when I was in um, when I was in high school. Um, you know, there's three of us. My mom had three kids. She decided to go back to school and get her, um, and, and, you know, go to school to be a lawyer. And so she worked full time and went to school while raising three, you know, three kids being a mother. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. And, you know, now she's a lawyer and she's doing the work that she loves. And so I, I have to give credit to my mother. Um, you know, but then I've, I've had some really just instrumental people come into my life, like exactly when I needed them. And my spiritual teacher is one of those people. And it's a whole story kind of around like how I met him. But he, you know, is one that I have to say absolutely changed my life when I was, you know, in a space where I was really trying to find myself, where I was trying to understand this whole spiritual thing and, you know, this whole religion thing and not quite getting it, knowing that I was a true believer in God, but not knowing 
how to express that, you know, spiritual, but not religious and, you know, all those things. And he was the person that literally uh, changed my life in so many ways, such a wise human being um, that has just become my trusted advisor in, in everything. Um, and so he is the person that helped me in a lot of ways become more of the woman that I always knew that I could be and didn't know how. Okay. Is he, um, is he someone that you can mention the name of in case anyone wanted to look him up? (laughs) (laughs) He is, you know, he is, he is one of those people. He does not have a website. He doesn't have, he, it's, it's, he's one of those people that if you come to know him, that, that is, that is a gift. And, um, you know, and a lot of that he's imparted on me. And so I, you know, I'm so grateful to be a reflection of that gift of the wisdom that he has taught me. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's not out there. He's not a person that I can, you know, say his name. You, you'll never find him. Oh. <laughs> he's your special secret. <laughs> he's your secret weapon. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So and we all need one. We all need trusted advisors. And that's what I am for so many of my clients. We all need that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I was a teenager, and again, like yourself, kind of trying to find myself, I used to go to church um, as a when I was in my primary school years, but I through my secondary school years, I kind of realized that that just, I think I was doing it because I thought that that's what a good person did. But then it was my spiritual teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York, who kind of created, um, who helped me to understand who it was I was and the journey that really did um, f- give comfort to my soul and and took me to a place spiritually that I didn't even know was possible. So, and then throughout my, but he, it was funnily enough also him that also in, kind of inspired me to connect more with sisters because I think through a lot of my life, I didn't even, my mother worked a lot. She was, um, you know, like your mother, she, she worked full time as a nurse, but because she wanted to put us through private school, she would literally work from seven in the morning till about nine at night. So I never really had a great, um, relationship with her growing up. I just knew that she, she worked a lot. And funny enough, even though I went to a girl's school an all girls school through my secondary years, I didn't really connect with the girls there. So it was kind of later in my late teens, early 20s that I started to really kind of form relationships with other black women. And it was at that time that I started to kind of understand who I was and and my own power and my own strength. And I think a lot of the work that I've done up until this point, every time I meet another stronger black woman, my work and the work that I'm able to do kind of grows and expands and advances. And so, yeah, I can I can fully relate to um. To, um what you're saying and um yeah maybe one day your secret weapon will <laughs> come out into the public forum and and um help others some other yeah, women as well that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> okay no worries so we're just gonna have to come through you to get the um the wisdom then so where can people find out more about the work that you do so i am i am googleicious i am mm-hmm. literally everywhere and the beauty, another, you know, wonderful gift that my mother gave me was my name. Um, there is only one Avalora. So all you have to do is type in A-V-A-L and I will come up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, my website is avalora.com, A-V-A-L-A-U. 
A-R-A.com. You can get all of my social media links on there. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. Um, so you can connect with me and all those um, venues as well. And um, I have an amazing mailing list, um, which, of course, if you go to my website, you can join and that is active. I send words of encouragement and, you know, things going on, um, updates of things that I'm doing, whether virtually or, you know, live here. So um, there's always something going on. So definitely connect with me. I am pretty much active on all of my social media. I am responsive. So if you connect with me there, I will actually message you back. Okay, that's wonderful. And do you have some clo- a closing message for our lovely listeners out there? So one of the things I definitely want to say and I, what I want to do for your um, listeners is um, offer, you know, a, a, um, a consultation. You know, I believe that, you know, one of the best gifts that we have is the gift of our time and our energy. And um, I don't take that lightly. I don't take this work lightly. And I know that there's somebody listening saying, oh, my God, Ava Laura, I know that I can need your help. I'm on this journey and I don't know what to do and how to get started. So um, I would love to offer your listeners a 20 minute consultation. You can email me at avalora at avalora.com and just in the subject, um, naturally you. And I'll know that, you know, they came from. you know, from this, I'm not even going to call it an interview, but really this, this exchange yeah. mm-hmm. conversation that we're having. And, um, and I will gift you, um, with 20 minutes of my time for that. And, um, you know, really what I want to leave our listeners with is, and I talk about this all the time, but, and again, particularly black women is, is the understanding of self care. I, I feel like I can't ever talk about this enough even if you know, I still feel like there's something that you need to be reminded of and just understanding that self-care is the best health care. We, we really have to learn. And, and I say learn because for many of us, it is a shift. Mm-hmm. It is a reprogramming. We have to learn how to put ourselves first and understanding that self-care is not selfish that the best thing that you can do for your friends for your family for your children for your loved ones is to give them the gift of a whole complete beautiful you and you can only give them that gift if you are taking care of yourself on a daily consistent basis self-care is the best health care find a way to practice it each and every day Okay, that's beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time, sister. It's been lovely speaking with you today. And yep, she is very active on social media. Um, I see her popping up all the time on LinkedIn when I'm on there. She's tweeting all the time on Twitter. I was just looking at her feed a little while ago and she does share some very inspirational stuff. So if you have enjoyed the discussion that we've had today, this time of space and sharing, um, then definitely do email her at avalora at avalora.com or go to her website, avalora.com. She's got video testimonials on there from the people that she's worked with. She's got videos on there on her homepage. There's a video of her speaking about the work that she does. So you can find out more about her there. And I've been Leah Sam of the Naturally You Coach. Thank you for listening to another episode of Naturally You Radio. You can find me at thenaturallyyoucoach.com. This year we've been doing a lot more 
um, events. So we're going to be having the vision board affirmation and goal setting workshop this coming Saturday. Um, there's been already been calls for another one to happen. So we're probably going to have another one in September because in May we're going to be doing the raw food feast workshop. And then in June, it's the naturally you day and July, I might be taking the month off. And then in August, we're going to be at the curly treats festival. Um, that's going to be happening by the lady that runs Curly Treats Box and the one that used to be part of the team for the Natural Hair Week. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on and definitely if you join the mailing list at thenaturallyyoucoach.com, you'll find out more about it. But again, thank you so much, Ava Laura, for your time today. And um, I hope all our listeners get a chance to connect with you in some way. Awesome. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I've truly enjoyed it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, everyone, you take care and stay healthy.